0: And this is Perry with DMN. and here with David McIntosh, CEO of Tenor. And today we're going to be talking about GIFs and how, uh, or GIFs, rather, or, and how to monetize them. Uh, I guess we can start off, David. Can you just tell me, what do you guys, do you go by GIF or GIF over there?
1: Well, I actually joke that I'm going to pioneer a survey pronouncing it, which is GIS. Um, <laughs> if you go over to uh, uh, Korea, and uh, generally in Asia, um, uh, folks over there typically say so GIS. Um, you know I guess I guess it's quite shallow off, but you know, we, we hire those types of people.
0: Huh. <laughs> cool. Um so how about you tell me really about uh GIS? So we'll just go with that. And um, you know, just just where they are in the video and stuff
1: like Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I think if you look back 10, 20 years ago you could start to of see um, GIFs emerge on the web before YouTube even because they were a way at essentially letting people share uh, short moments from a video. Um, but they've really exploded on mobile, because they've gone from being kind of a cheap uh, uh, video container to being a portable video format that you can use to communicate style, feelings, and emotions. Um, and that's really the key uh, insight that we've tapped into Tenor now about two and a half years ago. Um, we first launched our app, GIF Keyboard, which is the top-downloaded gift sharing app on iOS and Android. Um, and then later, when we started integrating Penner's uh, API into uh, some of the largest messengers and social networks, like you know the Kits and the Facebook messengers, and uh, you know the WhatsApps and, and the Twitters of the world, um, and basically what people are doing with GIFs is they're using them as a way to communicate thoughts, feelings, and emotions that um, otherwise would be difficult to express with uh, you know plain words um, or with emojis. Um, and when we actually ask our users and we say, "Hey, where are we competing with? with you know, what where, is the primary competitive pair?" Um, they're really saying we're competing with saying nothing at all. Um, if we can't get someone the right gift as fast as possible, um, they just won't say anything at all. It have to type out a quick message. Um, and you think about it—you know, waiting in line at Starbucks for coffee, and someone sends you a message. If you can't type out a response really quickly, uh, your coffee is ready. Your phone goes back in your pocket, and you pick up the coffee. So. Uh, what we're finding is that are an amazing way to help people better communicate tone and add tone to the conversation, hence the name of the company, Tenor. with yeah. the tone of the conversation. Um, but we're also finding that uh, it's extraordinarily important to be able to deliver someone the right get as fast as possible, um, because that's ultimately what helps them uh, express their thoughts and feelings better, and that's kind of the core, the core reason hundreds of millions of people around the world are now using Tenor.
0: Gotcha. So, um, I mean, I know we, I know DML. We've wrote a bit about, um, me, written a bit about uh, emojis and things like that. Can you just tell me what is the um, the marketers' uh, interest in gifts as a format?
1: Absolutely. First off, we don't see any value in the gift itself. If you think about it, a GIF is just two or three seconds. Um, it's not like you can do a 15-second pre-roll against the two or three-second gift. The way that gifts are going to be monetized is radically different than the way that videos can been monetized on the web with pre rolls, mid rolls, cultures. Um, the value in the gift is around the emotional intent, around people searching to express an emotion. And so, when we think about Tanner's business, um, we aren't a gift company. We're really an emotional expression company. We help people communicate thoughts and feelings and emotions trapped inside the back of their head. And it happens to be today that we take a search term for happy or smile and we map it to a gift that we can theoretically map it to any visual object that helps you express thoughts and feelings uh, in a more efficient and precise way. And of the 200 million plus daily search requests, the entire sees, 90% are emotion-based. So about two-thirds are raw emotions. Think, think people searching for smile or happy or sad. Wow. But then another third of those 90% are those things mixed with an intro. So perhaps it's someone searching for a Lego Batman smile, a Lego Batman wave, or Harry Potter happy Harry Potter set. In fact, uh, we talked to a group of USC sorority sisters about a year and a half ago. So they're all using Tenor inside the sorority. And they told us that when they talk with their sisters, they only communicated in Harry Potter. Just. But when they talk with their parents using Tenor, they're using totally different gifts. And so what we're seeing is that people are starting to form these micro-languages around their interests. And so the opportunity for marketers is twofold. One is, marketers have never been able to reach someone at a particular point of emotion. So marketers can reach someone when they're love. They can reach someone when they're experiencing hunger. They can reach someone when they're small. Um, marketers haven't been able to do that before, and yet 200 million times a day what people are doing on Twitter. they're giving us their deepest, strong feelings and emotions. And they're looking for, second, a piece of content that can represent those emotions. And so if you think about it, no one goes on the web and right clicks on a banner ad, you know, screencasts the banner ad and then puts that into an email to a friend. Just doesn't happen. No one sends an ad to somebody else on the web. So, that's what's happening 200 million times, steps per day on Twitter. Someone's going and searching for an object that they can send to a friend. And what we've seen working with all the major movie studios and TV companies is that we can draw hundreds of millions of views the content that promotes the film. So take Lego Batman, for example. we drove hundreds of millions of views, tens of millions of shares to the content directly coming from the trailer itself. their film. But you can think of it as essentially an ad that one person sends to another. So you can think about all these hundreds of millions of tenor users as essentially brand ambassadors. So they're taking a moment from a brand and they're putting it in the most intimate, most personal communication channel they have with their family and friends, which is mobile messaging. So to sum it up, the opportunity for brands isn't just to get. The gift is just the vehicle. The opportunity is to reach someone at a particular emotion time, whether it's Tiffany's and and they want to reach you when you're expressing love, or it's Chipotle and Taco Bell, and they want to reach you when you're searching for hungry or perhaps you're even searching for topics you said. but then the second we to a film I want where you're taking that piece of content that represents the brand and you're sending it directly to another person you're advocating uh, for that piece of content and saying directly to a friend
0: gotcha so how does the monetization actually work then Is it, uh, I guess you alluded to it where you're working with a movie studio for example you would um, you know generate views for them I'm guessing they would do you novice know, obviously make money off of that and uh, I'm sure you guys would as well but yeah how does that generally work so it's a sponsored
1: get Um So you can think about it as, you know, with Lego Batman um, will help them build this emotional graph uh, around their brain. And what the emotional graph does, it helps them figure out what's the content that best makes to human emotions. Um, and has already assembled an enormous emotional graph. What we do is we figure out, for any given emotional term, what kind of content should match to that particular emotion. But then we can build local emotional graphs. So for example, with Domino's. Uh, not only is hungry and pizza part of their graph, uh, but there's things like floaty, for example, where as part of the ad campaign, we wanted to have this floaty emotion associated with it. And this came directly from the TV ad, but so then we're able to associate moments from that TV ad to that particular emotion party. So we'll start by uh, building emotional graphs with these brands and figuring out what emotion queer content should be mapping to. And then the business model, ultimately, the brands report on a cost for share model. So every time a user shares their piece of content with someone else, uh, they'll ultimately uh, you know, pay for that. Um, and what we're seeing is that because the content maps to the emotion, there's no degradation in the user experience, meaning that some of the most popular pieces of content on Twitter actually can be asked And that's, that's the beauty of it, that it's so native, that you build content around emotion. Uh, you can ultimately get users to send that piece of content to their friends like they would send anything else. And that leads me to uh, the Tenor Insights announcement. One of the big pain points that brands have when uh, working with uh, Tenor is they don't yet understand what the emotional graph is around their brand, where all the volume is. So, for example, if they knew that Love had north of 10 million searches a month, they would be a lot more brands creating content around Love. And so the reason we're pulling this data out there with kind of insights is we want to help brands better understand the volume behind all these emotions. We want to help them understand the top 100 terms, the top 1000 terms, the top 10,000 terms. We want to help them understand the related emotional graphs around each term. And then finally, we want to help them understand the surges and the trends that each emotion experiences on a, daily, a weekly, uh, a monthly basis uh, throughout the year.
0: Yeah, I was actually gonna uh, actually get into that a little bit, so I'm glad you went there. Anyway, um, <clears throat> very cool stuff, man. I didn't um, realize that Tinder was was still big. I was actually looking on the App Store just now, and it's uh, it's pretty impressive on Android. Indeed, So um, no, this this is this is great. Um, anything else you wanted to add about GIFs in general and I guess uh, the ways, I mean, I, I know it's very strong in mobile, but is there like a market you think in other, you know, I guess desktop or anything like that for GIFs? Well, it's primarily communication based. So we have a pretty popular tool um, for Mac,
1: Tenant's GIF keyboard for Mac, um, and people are using that in all kinds of different places um, and we've integrated into chat systems for various gaming applications online, like Kickbox, for example, they allow gamers to live through videos. You can use Tenor inside of that, uh, you know, that chat service. Um, the reason why GIFs have really blown up is because of mobile messaging. Um, for decades on the web, GIFs were kind of a toy. They had a little bit of a use case. They saw a bit of a resurgence with BuzzFeed, and there's a bunch of companies focused on uh, you know, GIFs on the web. But the reason they kick off with mobile messaging is because that's really sort of a real thing. If you think about the phone, it's entirely built around communication. Originally it wasn't the phone, it was the diary. You call somebody up, uh, but now of course it's been increasingly taken up by mobile messaging. And the problem is that even though there's hundreds of billions of messages being sent every single day, they lack tone, they lack feeling, they lack emotion. And so the reason why it kind of exploded on mobile is because it helps people have tone of these conversations. It helps them communicate these emotions, and that's fundamentally what the mobile device is about, it's about communication. And so even then, we've got a lot of content, we've got a lot of media, and we media partners. Our core value in this space is taking this exponentially increasing amount of distinct emotional search terms we're getting, and mapping it to the highlight wheels of this exponentially growing amount of video on YouTube, Amazon, Netflix, Facebook, Snapchat, This goes on and on with all these different new video services. And our role in the world is to take those highlight reels from that growing amount of, of, of video on the web and map it to those emotions, and that's what ultimately forms the emotional graph. And so, when we look at some of the cool insights uh, that that come up from this ten insight product, you can put in any term that you think you're thinking of, and it will tell you is it a top, 100, a top one hundred, the top thousand, top ten thousand term, and then it will actually show you the pattern of that term over time. And so, there's some really fascinating stuff in there. For example. Um, you know, you can type in tire, and you can get a sense of well, when, when are people searching for tire. And we've all speculated that during the holidays we're feeling more energized and things like that. Um, but you can actually go on ten, and you can see Christmas Eve, Christmas is one of the lowest points where people are feeling tired throughout the year. Similarly, so you can fast forward to New Year's Eve, people are really feeling tired. And so you can actually look quantitatively and say, Wow, we can we can demonstrate that. in People are feeling less stressed, less tired. You can also take a look at how the election, you know, at the beginning of the fall, affected uh, the way that, that, that people were feeling tired. You can take a look at, uh, you know, ultimately changes uh, in 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 time. Right? you know, when, when we roll back the clock and the fall and the floor in, in the spring, you can see how that affects people's emotions. Um, you know, another great example of this is breakup. You can actually see when are people searching for breakup. the a spike throughout the year. February
0: 8, about a week before the Valentine's Day. Of course it does. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Um, cool man, that's that's a very dope uh, application. I think I might have checked that keyboard out because I've been using um, uh, Google Allo and they have a thing that serves gifts in there, like a, a chatbot, and uh, it's pretty cool, but I can't, you can only use it in Google Allo. So um, yeah, no, I think I think this is dope, man. I'm glad you took the time to talk to us about it. And uh, Hope to see just uh, this, this, this gifting take off a little bit more. I think we're kind of uh, a bit early uh, as far as you know really doing things with mobile. So you, know, you guys definitely got in and had a good time.
1: Awesome, well, I appreciate it. Thanks for you know, having me on on your show. And yeah, I, I totally agree with you that um, you know obviously two hundred million churches a day, hundreds of millions of users is, is is a big number. But we're just at the beginning. Ultimately, um, this is going to be. Uh, as they're as adopted as emoji and, and ultimately the, the written word this is gonna become a
0: fundamental way uh, that that people express thoughts and in, in, in terms of emotion. Yeah, listen, I'm just glad I don't have to keep saving these gifts on my phone anymore. Like so this is just a, okay. but, uh, all right, everybody, this has been David McIntosh the tenor. Thanks for tuning in.